What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. So, welcome back to the Ace for Alcoholic podcast, where we discuss our crippling alcoholism with charm, wits, irreverence. <laughs> Um, I guess it's not crippling anymore. I mean, it was crippling. I feel like. Yeah. We have. It's, but it's now. It's like the power of power of God said, "Walk, son." Uh huh. I saw. I saw. I saw a cane on the road the other day while I was running, and I. I was gonna stop and take a picture of it, and I was like, "Miracle." And I was like, "Maybe not." Mm. I don't know. It was Maybe just not. like a Who cane knows? on the yeah. side of the road. <clears throat> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling all right. All right. Yeah, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm good, man. I, I the only the only fever I got is the uh, the fever for the flavor of a Pringles, if you know what I mean. Right, I, right. You don't need Pringles I don't anymore, need Pringles. dude. Um, Yo, yeah, I've noticed you've been wearing glasses lately, and I haven't commented on it. I didn't know you wore glasses at all. So I started wearing them a little like last year for reading, and uh-huh. it whenever anything is fairly close it just makes it easier on my head so i guess i was like i was getting headaches and what i realized i wouldn't read for very long because it would give me a headache and i'd put a book down and i was like damn i feel like i used to read a lot more and then i put the glasses Mm -hmm. on and now i read much more but it just it works for something like being close to the computer screen too so yeah because the last few podcasts you've been wearing glasses and i just haven't mentioned it and then just seeing them on you right now is like, yeah, I've never known you to wear glasses in our entire friendship. And no. I'm like, fuck, we're getting old. <laughs> Basically, we are getting old. Dude, I was in a Zoom chat with like my whole family and the, a lap, uh, the iPad was at an angle and I could see like my fucking turkey waddle, you know, from losing weight. I got this uh-huh. loose skin here. Yep. And I was just like, I kept fucking with it. Like Megan was sitting next to me and I kept like flicking it with my fingers and making noises. And she's like, you got to knock that off. It's bumming me out, you know. <laughs> um, I'd like fold it up and be like, look at my pussy neck. Ooh. And Megan's like, you're <laughs> gross, dude. <laughs> but yeah, there's loose skin, man. I mean, it's just a byproduct of, yeah. uh, of a... Um, a- age and weight loss. Age dude. and weight loss. I mean, it's better than the alternative, I suppose. The, the whiskey bag the whiskey, that I used to the carry around. Bag, yeah. The bloated whiskey, the fucking buffalo satchel. Dude, the, the satchel of buffalo trace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so I wanted to also ask you about the um so the t shirts and the and the phone cases and the pillows and the fucking tote bags that you're you're slinging right now. You got like some designs that are going away here pretty soon. 
<laughs> right, we're doing a limited run. If anybody mm-hmm. on the podcast is not on Instagram because I do ads for it, uh, you can find my merchandise at, um, I think it's Teespring, Jerry Wagner Jr. at mm-hmm. teespring.com or something like that. It's on Teespring under Jerry Wagner Jr. We're doing a whole new run of art, which is also another thing on my big list of things I got to do. I'm like, oh, now I got to go draw things I like to put on a shirt. Fuck. It's so, it's just so funny, man. It like starts off great. And then the minute it becomes something I have to do, I'm just like so repelled by it. I'm like, no, I guess I'm just not working them steps enough, man. Oh, you just want to be like Jackson Pollock just to be left alone in the back of the shed and do your thing. Leave me alone in the shed and listen to some bebop jazz barefoot, you know? Speaking of Ed Harris, um, I've been watching Westworld. Have you been watching this? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's great in it. He's great. He's intense, man. He's. You want to talk about fucking turkey neck? Yeah, that man's got a. He don't give a fuck though. He's just. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, welcome to the Ace for Alcoholic podcast once again, and today we are going to talk about uh, R is for realizing you're powerless. Uh-huh. realizing yeah. we're powerless you know and i i, I think mm-hmm. too as i like to always preface is that this is our experience and that um you know i've read annie grace's you've read did you read annie grace's this naked mind or no well so no. i read it and um you know her whole thing is nobody's an alcoholic it's not a binary thing it's not black and white so on and so forth and i don't think there's i can see that I, yeah and i don't think there's i don't think it's invalid to say that just because I believe a certain thing doesn't mean that somebody else can't believe a certain thing and still get better. Right. And that somebody doesn't require something different than what I, what I've found. So, um, when we talk about realizing we're powerless, it doesn't necessarily mean you, the listener are powerless or that you have to subscribe to this certain way of thinking, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd agree with that, that it's it's quite possible that there are, it's absolutely possible that there are other ways of getting sober for other people. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, definitely. But the realization, you know, I think that a lot of things, like I've had a lot of epiphanies and, you know, maybe you can call them miracles or epiphanies or uh, flashes, God shots, um, and they haven't all been good. And certainly not in the like in the beginning, in the beginning of sobriety. In those first, I was thinking back to those first few months, those first like six mm-hmm. months, and like there wasn't a lot that was good. And so it's a lot of it is this like realizing that I'm powerless, as in like I have you know not. I am weak. I have no power. I am broken. Like that was that I think was a, was a lot of it was like this like I am sad, I am pathetic, I am weak, I am powerless. And although those things may have not been true on the whole, they definitely felt true at the time. And yeah. so when we come to find you know, the power greater than ourselves. And we come to find this idea of being powerless as being something that's empowering because if I'm powerless, then there's nothing I can do. Right. There's only, right. I just got to remove it from my life. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's what I've done with alcohol. So, I mean, I don't think that that powerlessness 
in this sense, now that we talk about it, is a bad thing, but it certainly feels that way when you come to that realization. And I don't know if there was a moment for you in the first several months or when you maybe started working the steps or any of those things where you were like, oh, fuck. I mean, you know, oh, man, I'm 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 done for. I'm broken. I'm. Well, no, see, and that's the thing, I think. Uh, when we would talk, we talked about this earlier, and I, I kind of thought about it a little bit. It was, it wasn't this kind of realization I had once I got sober. I kind of knew it the whole time. You know, once my drinking became something that I got, I lost handle of, and it was just something that was compulsive. Like mm-hmm. that's when I knew it. Even before I had even thought about getting sober, I knew that I was in the throes of something that I couldn't, couldn't manage. You know, so to me, it wasn't about sitting down with a notebook and writing out all my four step and being like, oh, shit, you know, like I already knew it when I was in it. Mm-hmm. I knew it was happening. It's like, I don't know, man, like losing control of a bike. I'm going to use one of my fucking metaphors, but it's like riding down a hill on a bike on your bicycle and you've lost control of it and you overcorrect and you realize like you're going to fucking crash the bike. And there's nothing you can do to stop it, but it's going to take a minute or a couple seconds before you crash it. That to me was like the whole end of my drinking was just waiting for that inevitable fall, you know? So the whole time I have no control of this thing, I'm just pulled into its momentum. And there's nothing I can do at that point to, to stop unless I get off the fucking bike, but the bike's in motion. Do you know what I mean? And it's so, going to hurt uh, to jump off. <laughs> it's going to hurt to jump off. It's going to hurt to fall. So you just, you, what's your choice? You know, like, so for me, I always knew, I, I think I knew, I, I, it's really weird, man, to think about our alcoholism in stages, especially in stages of time, right? Because can you pinpoint the moment when you realize that you were, didn't drink like normal people? Do you know what I mean? Like that exact <clears throat> day or that exact moment? Because even then it goes before the powerlessness Thing, it's like well when did i realize i don't drink like normal people do because everybody else around me who's drinking drink just like me so that's, we're all normal people mm-hmm. that's the that's the huge part that's that's the power of denial right there and organizing your life to right. fit your denial <laughs> right you know right. like oh well oh right. this is not normal well it's fine i'll find people who do it like me so i'll make it normal i will establish this right or just even it's unconscious too like i just gravitated towards people who did things like me because we could all do them together and if i needed to get alcohol and i had no money they would buy me alcohol and if they needed alcohol and had no money i'd buy them alcohol like mm-hmm. just we all had a, we all had a common interest and that common interest was getting super fucked up you know and Mm -hmm. laughing about it and joking about it and thinking we were counterculture when we were just a bunch of drunks who happened to be book smart or pop culture smart or whatever it was and i don't want to discount those times because i know if coda's at home listening he's like these fucking assholes are at it again you know he's out there There were good times yeah (laughs) they were we had a blast but I, I, I don't know, like, when I even pinpointed, oh, I'm not like normal folks. Because to me, I didn't want to even be fucking with normal folks. Normal folks were boring. Right. There's not even that normal folks could drink normally. They were just boring because they were boring, and I wasn't going to fuck with that 9 to 5 suburban life with a kid and a house and a wife, which is what I'm basically doing now, mm-hmm. you know? In comfy fucking running shoes, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I didn't want to fuck with all that. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to die alone at 60 in a hotel room, just poetic poetic man you know and it just poetic and sad and not po poetic poetic and sad you know 
like a like a Bukowski poem, not like a Mary Oliver poem. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which is makes me wonder if I should put all my shit up on eBay too. You know. Cause, well, but but so you know when yeah. is it out of control? And when when you're out of control, then are you powerless? Then at that point, you know, there's a lot of shit around powerlessness. It's a weird topic, and I love it because it's got a lot of layers. Well, I don't. I don't. I I. I think because of my progression, when it came time, it was very easy. It was very apparent. There was no problem to say I was powerless. There was no, I did not think for once that like, oh, I can handle this or I got, I'm fine. Like once it came to the point of like, boom, you're done. I was like, I'm fucking done. Like there's no, there's no figuring this out anymore. I've done it every single way I know how. And it hasn't worked. Every yeah. single way. I have tried every single liquor. I've drank from every single bottle. I've tried every single remedy. I've done everything in my humanly power. I'm powerless over alcohol. It doesn't. It fucks me up in a way that yeah that I cannot recover from if I drink it. Period. End of story. The end. You know that's the and the end of my story. I should say. You know, um, right. because yeah. I do know people who believe like, yeah, man, you just kind of have to, you know, you just got to take it easy and you got to, you know, get a candle on yourself and you just got to change your behaviors and like, you'll be fine. And you can kind of sip some wine. And, you know, um, our governor, Gavin Newsom, I was reading about him and he had issues with alcohol and I don't know exactly all his um, specifics, but he's like, yeah, I have a glass of wine once and now and again. And like, he didn't go through any real program or anything like that or you know, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So, like, what kind of problem did he have? Like, I don't know. So it's just when I hear stories like that, and that one just came up because he's been in the news. But um, yeah, but I'm like, huh. So maybe, maybe, maybe he wasn't quote unquote an alcoholic like me. But that's just my own assessment, and we all have right. to make our own assessments. And so. I just can't imagine, like, I think about it now, we're talking about it, I'm like, what if I just had a drink? And I immediately go, it would hit my lips, and it would hit my brain, and it would hit my face, and all the blood would rush, and I would probably, because it's been so long, fucking panic, and be like, I need to get away from this as soon as possible. I would recoil from the fire, right, from the stove. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, because if I stay too close to it, I would be like, ah, and then I would be totally fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, yeah, I have no problem being powerless over alcohol. And I, because I, I also think that like we find other things that empower us. I've found other things that have empowered me, you know, um, I'm going to say it and it's, I say it all the time, but running is something where it's like, I can just go out and run four miles and no big deal and do that. You did that before breakfast this morning, didn't you? No, I, oh. I lifted weights. I ran yesterday. But it is funny that we were both talking. And I was like, man, I had such a shitty run. I did four miles, though. And then you just started laughing. <laughs> right? And I was like, right, because most folks I know don't, you know, that four miles to them, that's a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, to some people. I don't want to say most people, but to some people, they're like, damn, that's the whole meal. That's not just the, the beginning of my day. You know? mm-hmm. So so I think that that's an, that's an important thing for me is that finding other things that empower me because i am so powerless in this one particular aspect of life over this one particular substance regardless it doesn't matter if it's 
chemical, neurological, spiritual, uh, physical. If it's any one mm-hmm. of those things or all of the above, it doesn't matter. I can't deal with it. But finding other things that fulfill those needs, I think we've, I think we've talked about this before. It's like this empty hole, and you have to fill it with something. Right. 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 So you can mm-hmm. fill it with whatever. I mean, you, you ultimately, I, I don't want to fill it with, with money, and food, and sex, and you know what I mean, like anything that's just yeah, going to absolutely. help. That's going to exacerbate the the behaviors that were revolving around alcohol. But. I, I I am fully able to admit that I'm powerless and that I just have to move away from it. That there's no there's no there's never gonna be a way for me to drink normally or abnormally or you know, like what the fuck would I do with that? What would it even serve right. me at, at this point? Right. Catch a little buzz. Right. Cause... <laughs> like <laughs> And then what do you do with that little buzz? Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I mean, I do get it. I actually absolutely get it. Like why people drink. Like I understand it because I drank, but like now it's just not even part of my reality. And I feel like a lot of people get fucked up in the idea of powerless in the sense that it means they're a weak person or that mm. they 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 don't have the inner fortitude to deal with life. I've had lots of people tell me, "Well, I don't get your." I've had a few, a handful of people tell me, "I don't get the AA shit." I couldn't fuck with AA because they tell you you're powerless and I have power. And I'm like, man, you don't get it because you don't have power. You may have power over dominion over some aspects of your life, but life in general, you have no control of life. You have no control of fucking cancer. You have no control of these these giant forces that will just pull you along with it. Mm -hmm. There's no control there. So maybe realizing that there are aspects of your life that you are absolutely not in the driver's seat is good for you. It's a check. It's a check to the ego, at least to me. Right. You know, it was a check to my ego. So when people are like, oh, you have fabulous willpower, I'm like, no, because willpower means, to me, means that I'm sitting here fighting my own will. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm fighting the urge constantly and I need this strength and willpower to shiver my way through it. I'm just like, no, it's not willpower anymore. It's just my reality. Mm -hmm. This is just how it is now. And I'm fucking totally cool with it. I like it. It is funny, though, because we were driving back from getting our groceries or whatever yesterday, you know, getting them put in the car. And uh, my wife had a bottle of vodka she bought for her birthday on March 22nd. Okay. And the day before yesterday, I pulled the bottle out to get these little popsicles that were under <laughs> it because she puts this mm-hmm. monopolova in the freezer, you know. And she had about, I would say, a quarter of the bottle left. Mm-hmm. So she has drank three quarters of a bottle since March 22nd in a time of a, of a quarantine, which is, has been what fucking three weeks mm-hmm. or something, almost a month oh, close to a month. Oh, eh, give or take. Right. And, uh, when I saw that tiny bit, that flat that quarter of a bottle in the bottom, there was this feeling inside of me that was not like, I want to drink this. The feeling was this brief panic of, Oh shit, there's not enough left. It was really fucking weird, man. I I saw the liquor solution in the bottle and I moved it to get these popsicles and my brain immediately thought, I got to get to the liquor store to get more. There's not enough left. There's not enough. So to me, it wasn't like this appealing, sexy thing. It was this thing of desperation. Like, fuck, there's never enough. 
It's that's always alcoholism to me. There's never enough. God damn it! You can put me in the ocean and there will not be enough. I'll die probably before then. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to be able to understand that that's my powerlessness is that my brain just does that as a reaction. It's like a reflex, like getting hit in the knee with a mallet. Yeah. You know, it just <clears throat> kicks up. There's never enough. There's not enough. Even a half a bottle, I'd be like, there's not enough. Yeah, not enough. Well, I, yeah, it's you're right. It is. It is a reaction. It is a uh, a reflex. And I like those things are those things are quick good though. to have. Those things are important to yeah. have, not yes. just yeah. against not just as alcoholics against alcohol. But there's a reason why we don't run in the street. And there's a reason why we learn these things that like, what is the safest way to for me to navigate the world? Why don't I? um I don't know what a good you know when you learn to drive there are rules of the road no, I know what right you mean. there are, there are yeah. rules mm-hmm. of of you know how we all deal with people and how you you learn to assess people and who certain people on the street that you don't walk up to I mean different now but you know and people that you feel comfortable walking up to you know and so like I think that this is just a particular problem that is extremely and extraordinarily painful for myself and a lot of other people. And I, you know, unfortunately or fortunately had to learn it, you know, in my late thirties as opposed to at a younger age. And I I don't know if it's something you can teach to a child because it's, I, I guess I feel like, in a, in a lot of ways, you have to learn it. Like, I had to learn it for myself. And right. I don't know if there's anything that I can share about my painful experience to tell somebody else, hey, maybe you don't have to go out and learn it as hard for yourself. <laughs> but I, I, right. Am, right. I am hesitant to believe that real change and positive real change can come without some sort of personal price. Again, if I can help bring the cost down, <laughs> I'm happy to help. You know what right. I mean? Right. It, it's it's funny because what you were saying earlier reminds me of the conversation we just had last week with Chade, right? Yep. And he was talking about being raised within the program. And I was raised in the program too. And him saying having this idea of alcohol being this this venomous thing where I ran the opposite, even though, you know, my parents were in recovery, they did it later on in my life. I was like a teenager at that point and everybody around me drank. But he had said the really similar thing is what you had said was he had to learn it for himself. Do you know what I mean? Like you can be raised within the program. You can be raised with sober parents, but you'll never know how flammable you are until you apply a flame. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and that's what you're what you're saying right now reminds me of that a lot. That conversation we had with him because he, you know, listening to his story. And if if I think it's 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 not on the Patreon, right? It's just is it? Out it's in out the, in the world now, right? So I was gonna say you should check it out because he has a really interesting story. But the I, how quickly it happened with him. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like where it just got out of like just out of range really quick you know and some of us slow burn some of us burn real fast and real bright you know like i always felt like you and i were like road flares we just kind (laughs) of dim enough you know bright enough that you don't hit the car but dim enough Uh that we're like okay you know just burn for quite a while Mm -hmm. you know but um uh you know that being said you don't you don't really learn it with this thing i think for us we didn't learn it until we did it, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people, like my sister Faith, 
um, doesn't drink at all. And, and, and she has no problem with alcohol. She just does. She doesn't like the way it makes her feel. And I think she's aware of her potential. You know what mm. I mean? Just her, her potential in the sense that this not potential, this potentially could happen, mm-hmm. you know, like her behavior around it potentially could be exacerbated by her genetics or whatever it is in us, you know, mm-hmm. it tends to pass its way down families, you know, but I look at her and she's fine. She's fine. She just, I don't drink Jerry. I don't smoke pot. I don't drink. I don't smoke cigarettes. I just fucking hang out and I'm fine. And to me, that was like so weird. It was the weirdest thing in the world to like, you don't even, you don't even have a problem. And you don't drink. I was like, if I didn't have a problem, I'd be drunk all the time. Bam. Thank you. <laughs> right? That's but, yeah, the problem. I love that joke. I was, it's funny for the delay. I'm like, did that one land? <laughs> but um, but that's the problem. I, 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 This is the thing we need to figure out for ourselves. And powerlessness is not a bad thing. It's not defeat. It's not giving up. It's not throwing your hands up and being like, I can't fucking do it. It's like being like, oh, shit, I can't fucking do this. And realizing you can't do it this way. So there's got to be another way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, this is what this is more than one way to skin a cat, man. Uh-huh. And it's you know, that, that's yeah. It's and so I guess powerlessness and then surrender. And so this this is another one. Um, right. I this is connected. I, otherwise, I would I would say we would just do uh, surrender next week. But I don't know. It's it's just right. it, well. I mean, <laughs> it's all it's all interconnected. And and I I feel like it really is that a lot of these conversations bleed into each other. Um. So you know whatever. But giving giving yourself up to a power greater than yourself, powerlessness. Um, I'm I'm hesitant to tell people that you know it's important to. I don't want to say these are limitations. I don't want to say that I'm knowing my place in the world, but but understanding my understanding my true insignificance in the universe is kind of liberating and freeing in a way or like okay well fuck yeah like okay yeah. like <laughs> I, I, i'm just a little speck of dust in this giant thing and it's like so so let's yeah. relax and let's have a good time and let's enjoy whatever this this life that's happening here let's try to enjoy this even under the worst of circumstances and um right the powerlessness thing it go- doesn't just go for alcohol i'll, I'll give you a little story <clears throat> about something that happened to me this morning. And this is it's just funny how we pick these topics and then somehow something happens in my life and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. where I'm supposed to be right now. This is the goddamn lesson to talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I go and I got all my Bukowski books and I was saying goodbye and it's very bittersweet and I'm like, I'm going to put them on eBay. I'm going to list them. I'm going to sell them. You know, I've learned everything I can learn from Charles Bukowski. I have lived it to the best of my ability. I gave it my all, Jerry, to try and live the way that he did and be successful. I really did. Right. Um, Above and beyond. It didn't work for me. And so I'm putting these books up and I sell a couple. Great. Boom. I, you know, and we talked about this earlier. I can just print the label here at home. I can send it out. I don't have to go out to the post office. I don't have to go to the UPS store. All of the above. Everything's great. Got it. So the printer doesn't work. And I'm like, but I just sold mm-hmm. a book and I need to be able to do this. And oh, you know, shit. now I'm like <laughs> I didn't know you'd sold the book. Yeah, so and so I gotta get the printer to print because my 
you know, what's the most important thing? My rating on eBay, right? That's that's pretty important. <laughs> right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just and I and I find these when these things don't work, I'm not I'm not like super zen about it. I mean, I they're excruciatingly frustrating when the printer mm-hmm. won't connect to the laptop that won't connect to the Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, whatever. And I'm like, why the fuck? And now next thing I know, I'm on some rabbit hole hunt through Google about how to figure out which printer and what this and this, this, and this doesn't work. And then I'm like in some sort of weird email loop about like the iCloud Canon printer something or other. And I'm like, well, they're like, well, you've already, you've already registered. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I'll just give you another email. I just got to get through this. I got to get through this. And I don't really know what I'm doing in my systems preferences and I'm restarting this and I'm deleting that. And, and it's just like, okay, None of this is working, John. You don't know how to do this. Just go step outside in the sun. And I was like, that's what I'll do. And mm-hmm. I just left it and I went outside and I just breathed in the sun and I was like, this is beyond my capabilities. And there's that's that's true of everything, right? I mean, there that's not true of everything, but that's how we learn. Yeah. It's beyond my capabilities. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you looped back to that because the minute you said that, it made me smile because I was like, that's fucking powerlessness. Mm-hmm. That's admitting you were powerless. This is beyond my capabilities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand that excruciating frustration because I have it like daily and I have to do what you do. Or if I don't, I drive everybody in the house crazy. My daughter just ignores me because she's 10 and her reality is like, dad's ranting over here shirtless you know or whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's sober and shirtless like ranting about the fucking light ring or whatever you know my poor wife has to take the brunt of it sometimes and i just because she's doing all the cinematography right right? for your yeah exactly well i do all the editing though i've been figuring out it's been a lot of fun but that part's been a lot of fun but um yeah, just I I'm not capable of this. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm not capable. I love it because it's just I'm gonna I'm stealing that from mm-hmm. you. Yes, because that's a switch of language. Instead of saying I can't do this or I'm not smart enough to do this, it's beyond. Or, I'm being yeah. ripped up. This is beyond. And you're just like I just this is beyond my. I just this is I can't. I'm not capable of doing mm-hmm. this right now. Even right now is a great way to add another addition to it. Right now. Right now. And then if you can't, yeah. And then maybe later on you still can't. You're like, all right, cool. It's not like when my car breaks down, I fucking fix it. I don't know how to do that shit. Like I have a lawnmower, a really nice one. It hasn't worked for years because I don't know how to fix it. You know, I haven't taken it in either though because every time it occurs to me, it's lawnmower season and the guy's like slammed. <laughs> but that's a weird digression. But um, yeah, it's just like things being unmanageable. Mm-hmm. When I first went into the rooms and they said, you know, use the word unmanageable. My drinking had become unmanageable. It seemed to make me feel better. Like I felt like, oh yeah, I can't manage this. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just can't manage this right now. It's not like, I don't know, man. Like it, it's not like this world ending fucking, I'm such a piece of shit, you know, that I can't drink like a normal person. It was just like, yeah, I just can't manage this. I'm, I'm still kind of a piece of shit for other reasons, but not for the drinking, you know? I mean, not now. Now I'm great. Well, I'm like a goddamn Buddhist not, monk in this house. Yeah, it's not a moral judgment. That's that's the important thing. No, there. not at all. Was I was making a moral judgment on myself for not having the quote-unquote strength to be able to drink like a normal person, mm-hmm. you know? And then realizing later that it was just the thing that I was just not capable of managing, mm-hmm. you know? 
It's a great. I just appreciate the lesson. Thank yeah, you. no. I just learned some shit on this <laughs> fucking podcast. And so, like, the, and it it is a little bit. Di- alcohol is different for me in that figuring out how to hook up my printer to the to the laptop is currently beyond my capabilities. Um, but I can and will figure it out, uh, or with the help of I don't know the peop- the good people at Canon, you know, printing solutions or whatever. You know, if like if you have a lawnmower yeah. and you don't know how to fix it, it's beyond your capabilities to fix it now. But do I believe that you could, if you put your mind to it, learn how to fix that lawnmower on your own? It might take a while. It might take you months. Yeah. It might take you a year. You could do it if you if you if you put your mind to it. So the difference yes. between my printer and your lawnmower and alcohol for me is that <clears throat> There's going to be no way for me to learn to drink, quote unquote, like a normal person. There's going to be no way for me right. to learn how to drink in moderation. So the the new the new normal, the new life, the new path is how to navigate the world without alcohol. And it's been pretty good as of late. It's been pretty good right. for the last couple of years. It's been really good for the last year. Right. Um, so it's like have how how to navigate that. And now that we can say that in some ways the obsession of alcohol is lifted or um, I don't have it. It's not I'm not inundated with it every single day. So now I can think about other things and I can work on other aspects of my personality or of my uh, my life. So. Yeah. So those are things that it's like, okay, well, what else do I want to be capable of? What else is, what is interesting to me? Like things are actually interesting. I mean, I don't know. You remember when you were drinking, how, how few things were actually interesting, you know? Yeah. I just wanted to like play video games, smoke cigarettes and get drunk Mm -hmm. and listen to music. Sure. That was, but even then everything was excruciatingly frustrating. Mm -hmm. And it's just now like, yeah, I mean, even, even, you know, you talk about, having to do a piece of art or something like that. I, I think that, and I, I, I'm speculating, but I would say that now you you can recognize that and you can kind of place it in one way or another. And you at least know that like, okay, I don't want to go down that path because I don't want to make this art something that is an obligation. I, you know, right, I want to exactly. keep it where mm-hmm. instead of getting drunk and, um, you know, slashing a, couple canvases that you worked for hours on with a box cutter and then yeah. crack it another fifth of whiskey <laughs> right exactly that doesn't have to be an option anymore well like we watched that um i watched this movie called uh it was a documentary on netflix called la originals i haven't seen it it's about uh mr cartoon and esteban oriol remember uh they're both chicano uh, mr cartoons mr cartoon mr cartoon is a chicano tattooer mm-hmm. graffiti writer he does all like the prison style like all the all the cholos look like clowns yeah. and shit and esteban oriol is a photographer he does a lot of black and white photography he did the famous like la hands mm-hmm. you know and it's talking about their lives and these two <clears throat> chicano dudes from la who like become best friends and they work tandem on everything and they become incredibly successful they end up going on tour of the house of pain and which is weird to say that's successful now, but that is pretty damn <laughs> successful back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like Cypress Hill and all those groups, they're part of that, the Soul Assassins, mm-hmm. right? So I watched it last night, and I, I I, was like, it was all right. It was interesting. It was definitely like, 
from the Chicano aspect to see like, you know, Mexican Americans doing stuff is really always very interesting, very relatable. I like the representation of it. But from an artist aspect, there was like a pang of jealousy. There always is. But if I were drinking, that absolutely would have been like a trigger. And I would have sat there and been like, I fucked my life up. I could have had this. I could have done this. I was totally capable of doing that. And I just didn't try hard enough. And then, you know, I would have just gone down that hole. Absolutely. And the whole time, I, but not the whole time, but while I was watching, I was realizing, man, this is like a trigger for you, like an emotional trigger. If you were drinking, this would have totally popped off a jerry pity party yeah absolutely then i would have blamed it on megan and been like it's your fucking fault and we had a kid and i could have done all this shit if you know and now i'm just like yeah good for you two guys like i'm it's good to see representation of my culture or or at least an aspect of my culture instead of being jealous um right it's same with like making art the obligation it's like just being aware of the thing now is such a big step for me. Okay, that's this is the thing. I'm aware of it. Am I capable of dealing with it? You know, maybe or, maybe not yeah. now. Maybe maybe you know, like, but it's a step, right? It's like it's right. It's a step. It's a step. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a step. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> um, this is not about analyzing you and, and your art necessarily, but no. <laughs> I just I don't know I I, I'm not, I'm I love not, the big moment of silence there was some dead air there for a second I'm like why is the air getting dead and then I'm like oh John's trying to navigate some waters here go ahead but I just I there's part of me there's part of me and I, I understand why you don't want it to be obligation and then there's a part uh-huh. of me that wants to say you selfish prick what's wrong with putting a little work into your art it might it's actually too hard <laughs> You know, and there's, there's that, that's, and that's me wanting to be like, listen, man, we got deadlines. We got to go, you know, like, Hey, I need that shit. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, but you know, yeah. but I, mm-hmm. I, and, and I only say that too, from the aspect of like stuff that I enjoy doing and then making or getting assignments and stuff like that. One of the things like I uh-huh. had to do is I had to put together the, a couple of videos for, um, the restaurant I work for is doing like to go orders. And so I had this idea. Did you, did you shoot that footage that i saw you put something on Instagram and it was like a commercial for your no, restaurant? No, I didn't do that. That is not me. I mm-hmm. put in the, in the, in the description. That was another dude. Although. Oh, okay. I got it. I see. Look how much I pay attention to the description. Sorry. That's okay. You're probably Damn, not the only one. Dude. Um, but, but I did. So we're, basically trying to do like wine pairings for wine sales this is funny that i'm working on videos for wine sales um Mm -hmm. for the restaurant like to go orders like to kind of like say hey you want to get your dinner maybe you want to get a bottle of something whatever to go um and uh so it was kind of like work so now i'm like getting this video from winemakers i'm having to cut it up it's not my favorite thing to do and it's like but it's part of what i like to do it's part of what I enjoy doing with the video editing and all that stuff. And so I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not trying to, like, put you on the spot. It's just I don't feel okay. shamed. Okay. No, I just no. And I understand why people feel that way or why you would feel that way, because you're like, Jerry, you have this like thing that you're good at doing and people want to purchase this thing from you. And you're just like looking at it like an obligation. And I don't know why my brain is like that. Yeah. Like, I really would like to know because. I, I would love to be one of these go-getter. I wish I would have had that aspect of my personality to hustle. Uh-huh. You know, even with the t-shirt shit, I don't do any of that. I just give Megan the art. I know. She does all the layout. She does everything. 
So I'm like, she want the money, take the money. I mean, everybody's just so hot to get this stuff from me. Like all my friends and people know me, just put it on there and I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want with it. Because to me, I'm like, the minute she starts talking to me about any of that stuff, I just check out. It's like being at school again. I'm just like, I don't care. And and God bless her for that. And everybody else who actually I know, who wants glad to do the other because, half of it that you don't want to well, do. Well, and then she has the uh, inspiration to do it. So to her, it's not an obligation. Yeah. She's like enjoying it. Right. Like she's like, there's this is her project because she has no work right now and she can't go out and sell houses right now mm-hmm. because you know nobody's buying nobody well yeah nobody's buying i mean they're deemed essential but nobody's in the time of a pandemic nobody's like we should go buy a home mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so she's like i need i need a project other than helping olive with her homeschooling stuff like i need something to do right you know? Right. So to me, I'm like, okay, here's a picture of a baby who farted and she's bam or whatever, you know, <laughs> but then she'll hit me up and be like, well, I need some more designs from you. And I'm like, Ugh. but uh, whatever, I'll sit down and she'll watch the flash or something and I'll draw. It's no big deal. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I say that to you, but I also really try to like say that to myself as well. When I, when yes, I think it's a about, motivating thing for you. Yeah. Like, I understand. Like, don't, yeah. don't be afraid to put a little work into your art and that there's going to be times of frustration. And like, when I try to, when I've been trying to write and I've been trying to keep up with the, um, I've been trying to like write a blog post for every single one of these episodes on the website. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really been keeping up and I'm kind of behind and I've got ideas and I jot down the notes and then it's like, I just got to sit down and write it. But then once I start writing it, then it gets longer and I'm like, fuck, this is going to be another one that's going to be eight pages. And it's like, I don't have the time. And it's like, of course you've got the time. You just don't want to do it. Stop, stop being a selfish prick and getting distracted and write it down. So, so that's, that's, I I think more so I'm just using you as a, uh, proxy for myself Projection? yes Are you projecting yes. on me yes i projecting I, all over me i'm totally projecting i don't <clears throat> care i really am not offended by those things because i've it's it's seems to be a reaction i've met a few times in my life with people who are close to me who are just like why don't you do something with this and i don't know why so i'm always like i before oh. i would get defensive but now i've become more enlightened through my recovery mm. um <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't bug me as much yeah. now because it doesn't bug yeah. me at all because I'm like I don't I I honestly can just say I don't know why I have issues with that. But mm-hmm. the drinking was a great excuse though back in the day. It was like yeah I just want to get fucked right? up, fuck a party, dude. Just want to down the lazy river, man. What the fuck you want from me, man? Yeah, <laughs> I I I hear you there. That was my number one excuse. It was like yeah sorry yeah i got drunk or you know fuck it up and i was too fucked what up. you gonna do yeah. what you gonna just do get another yeah. drink i mean that was yeah. one of my one of my things was to sit down and write and drink and drink and write and i thought well i'm gonna get a hangover but i'm gonna have something good at the end of it and i, I rarely ever had something good i think maybe no, I had like all the sheets were like right it was like the sheets in the shining you know it was like all work and no play just over and over again. uh-huh I, you know not to make fun of you sure uh, go for it but i remember you having these meetings with this young lady in seattle and you're like she's gonna help me publish my poetry and all this shit but you were just like drunk all the time and then you would like bring all your poems to a fucking bar to meet her and then like leave the poems there and forget them or something and <clears> you <throat> i just i just pictured you showing up with like a shoebox for like 200 <laughs> poems in it and, 
sugar burns in it. They're just leaving the shoebox on the table and forgetting it. You See, know? I was trying to fucking be Bukowski. Like I thought that there was some gold in there. Like I and this was just some like twenty eight year old girl. It was like a like a you know an English student at the who at, saw at me the, read one time or something at UW. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, who is this drug person? He didn't seem that shoebox. drunk the first time, and then like come and just be an absolute mess. Yeah, be like it's brunch. <laughs> It's brunch time. <laughs> so, but it's true. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's not making fun of me. That's, that's a fairly accurate statement. I mean, but your heart was in it. My heart was in it, I mean? but I didn't, I was unwilling to put any work into it. So, uh, so now I got to see, this is, this is me, this, that big but side. But now you're willing to put the work well, in though. I'm, you got the work though. I at least now see that I have to put the work into it and that if I don't, yeah. it's not, nothing's going to come of it. So, so getting over that hurdle and frustration and wanting to like, be like, I don't want to do this today. I'll just fucking look at TikTok. You know, like that's not an acceptable excuse anymore. <laughs> right. TikTok's weird, dude. <laughs> TikTok's super yeah, weird. I love it and, and I love it and hate it yeah. all at once. And so like I've learned how to dislike and like things. Uh-huh. And I just like like animals now. Yeah. For some reason I just like anything with a dog or a cat, I'm like, this is dope. Anything with like a pretty pretty kind of middle young couple mm-hmm. they're racially amorphous i can't tell not that i care but like anything with a southern california couple in it i'm like nah leave me the fuck alone right i don't like this you know where they're just like babe and then they both do a fucking dance yeah and bougie <gasps> and savage or whatever and i'm like this is dumb <laughs> this is whack fuck uh-huh. this I, i'm like where's the cat it's talking about his butthole. Yeah, basically that's hilarious yeah I, that's what i do as i just you just kind of scroll through and curate it but but again, it's like it's a fine distraction, but it's certainly not helping right. me achieve any goals. And you know, I God forbid, I don't think that anybody should be judged by their uh, screen time on their phones during this thing. But uh, it's very telling when I'm like, "How did I spend right. fucking six hours today on my phone?" Looking at TikTok, tearing up because some kid's like, this is my dad. And he just, it's a big broken pile of chicken bones. Like it's some busted man. Uh-huh. And the poor man is just so fucked up. And the guy's like, I fucking feed and comb my dad. And I'm like crying. It's weird. Fuck you, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It, TikTok's weird, y'all. If you're over like 30, TikTok's super weird. If you're over 40, you should, it's even weirder. If you're over 40, it's even weirder, dude. I had to walk my mother-in-law today. On the phone, I had to walk her through downloading Google Chrome on her Mac so she could open up an attachment on an email. And it was so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, because for some reason, we're talking about being over 40. I have like no patience for people my age who can't figure out computer shit. I'm like, come on, we're Gen X. We can figure this fucking shit out. But older people not knowing how to work computers is so goddamn funny to me for some reason. It really is. Like doing Zoom meetings with my parents is the funniest goddamn thing (laughs) in the world. Because it's literally my dad's thumb over the camera being like, what am I? I don't. Okay, guys. And then all of a sudden it's his legs. And I'm like, where the fuck did your legs come from? And then it's his thumb again. And then it's like a picture of the ceiling. And I'm like. Because he's jerking the phone around or whatever. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to work the camera. And then my mom will just be like sitting outside 
and the backgrounds will just constantly change because she doesn't know how to do the back. <laughs> so it'd be like Mount Everest and then Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And she's just like, what's going on? And then like they sit outside in Arizona and the birds are so loud. The birds just overtake the whole conversation. Like, you need to and go then somewhere it's my dad's quiet. thumb again. <laughs> You know, and it's just, and the whole time my siblings are getting, like my sister and brother are getting so frustrated and I'm just like laughing my dick off. Like, mm-hmm. this is the funniest fucking thing. So the patience, I don't know. It's just turned into hilarity. I think that's, that's part of like powerlessness. I mean, it's really, right. that's like. It is. We got, we got linked this bitch back <laughs> in. Yeah, exactly. Well, because if you're impatient. It's it never helps, right? I I think no, it doesn't. What was it? No. There was one of the Westworlds, uh, the last one I watched, and the guy, um, Sirak. Are you? I don't know how mm-hmm. deep you are into it. If you're all caught up, but, um, uh, but he says something like, "I'm caught up. I'm he caught says, up all like, the way." Patience is a much overrated virtue, wouldn't you say, mm-hmm. Mauve? Yeah. And and I, I was like, well, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily i get it you know he wants his shit and i need you know it's my money and i want it now or whatever the fuck it is but um right but the patience and when i when i get impatient again this is just resistance instead of acceptance right and so what is right what is the cornerstone right. of 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 your sobriety or my sobriety or one, one of the many is like acceptance because if i'm in resistance i'm just angry and frustrated and impatient if i accept and i'm patient and i I truly, truly, do I truly, truly believe that everything is happening the way it's supposed to and that everything is okay? Or even if not, if everything's happening exactly how it's supposed to, but everything's okay, then everything's okay. So yeah. So don't get caught up in the fact that, oh no, if I don't, it says on eBay that I shipped this book because I tried to print the label and I haven't shipped it yet and it won't right. go in the mail and, and, and what? And what? Well, can you write uh, like now? I'm yeah, trying to I could write a letter. I mean, solve it. Like, well, could you handwrite out his address, like old school? To just slap ten fucking stamps on the motherfucker. <laughs> I could. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's not impossible. But, I just yeah. No, you're right. You know, to fucking Bukowski fan, Aspen, Colorado, or whatever, <laughs> from Staley. Basically, bam, ten stamps. Be gone. Like, mm-hmm. I'd just be done. Fuck off. You know, with yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'll figure it out. And I, I mean, I was going to go to the grocery store anyway, so I guess I'll just go to the fucking UPS store or whatever and get this printed. But um, whatever. But the, the whole thing is like, OK, it's over. It's done. I can't fix it right now. Go outside and breathe mm-hmm. in the sunshine for a minute. Exactly. Exactly. That's the best way. Right. The pause. They always talk mm-hmm. about and I hear them talk about in the meetings all the time about the pause, mm-hmm. being able to pause. Yeah. But yeah, going out in the sun. You got sun today, huh? I don't have sun today. It's all cloudy. We have today. sun. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll get it. We'll get it back again tomorrow, yeah. though. Yeah. It's so weird, man. It's just kind of powerlessness too. Like, even being in the situation we're in right now in quarantine, or whatever the shelter in place. I mean, this is kind of uh, nobody's making me do this. Do you know what I mean? I could go out there and be a fucking dick mm-hmm. and run around and be like, well, I'm not gonna get it, mm-hmm. you know, and be mm-hmm. a fucking asshole. But I'm, but it is kind of powerlessness too, though, because I have to do this, right? We social—it's not just social norms, but health norms, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, say, yo, we gotta stick stick in our houses, but you got no power. You do have power and don't. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a really weird. 
I'm trying to find a way to loop those I two have, things into each other. I have way I like more. The way I feel yeah, I have way more power and autonomy over my life today than I ever did outside of quarantine and drinking. So, yeah, dude. If I had to pick one or the other, like I would much rather be here right now than still drunk as fuck, not able to handle my own business. Can you imagine having the shits? And having to worry about toilet paper? Can you imagine? Right. Like, Can you? No, I can't. I can't. No. I can't. Or just getting drunk and being alone and sad and drunk, but all alone and missing the people you want to see, mm-hmm. but just putting booze on top of that too. Like, fuck all that. But yeah, absolutely having the fucking, the chorro, having that, the hangover runs and being like, dang, I did mm-hmm. not hoard toilet paper. Now I have to shower five times a day because you just <laughs> never stop shitting when you drink like I drank. Like you just... Ugh. Just walk around. Just that's your life now. That's your life. This is just your life now, dog. So welcome. <laughs> so it's. I just. I feel like. I feel like it doesn't mean that I don't have autonomy over certain things in my life. I, you know. It, right. It just. I have been given so much more autonomy and so much more freedom because of going. Yep. I ain't got no power over alcohol. It's no. It's. it's I. I love you saying it's not a binary too at the top, the very top of the hour, right? Because. It really, this is not a zero-sum game in the sense that I win, you lose. Do you know what I mean? Or it's this or that, and that's it. It is definitely a binary. As far as the experience of life, I think the only binary is me drinking, me not drinking. Mm-hmm. That's the only binary in this whole thing. It's yes. either I drink or don't. Those are my two choices. And what comes, what path goes off of those is, it's all shades of gray, man. Mm-hmm. I could even just not drink and not try to work on myself as a person and be fucking miserable. Do you know what I mean? There's so many other paths off of mm-hmm. that, you know? So I, yeah. even with drinking, yeah, there's paths. There's, even with drinking, there's paths. And I, I, I would say that just anybody who can and does good on you. Like if it's not a problem, then yeah. it's not a problem. What are you doing? Listen to this podcast today in a Basically. problem. Our hats off to you, good sir. Our hats off to you. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your whoopee parties. Right? Your whoopee party. That's right. That's yeah. old ass language. Put a little bit of whiskey in your milk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I never did that. I never enjoyed the creamy drinks. I did, That's I never... so nasty, dude. So, well, I think we did like a white Russian thing with Big Lebowski. So that was the not. year that I, I mean... turned 21. was 1998. And... That was the year that Big Lebowski came out. And so I remember having a night where I drank nothing but white Russians. And I was so we're, sick. Was we, I'm sure you and I were together. I don't know. I imagine it was 1998. Yeah, were we living together? I was with you when you turned 20. Yeah, probably. probably. What was the other name we had for the white Russian, though? You guys would call it something else. Well, it was else. called the Caucasian because they called it that in the movie. That's... You and Koda would call uh, it I'll get Caucasian. another Caucasian, yeah. you know? And so, like, all of a sudden, all these bars around town are having to fucking check the expiration date on their half and half. And they're like, ooh. Yeah. You don't Oof. need to be drinking half and half from a dive bar with fucking... Now, I remember sneaking you into a bar, into the Vets Club when you were 20. Yeah. I didn't sneak you in. We just walked yeah. in. But, just yeah. walk in. But, yeah, so, I mean, I... I don't know what the point of that little um uh, just, trip down memory oh. lane was, but... I don't either. Fuck goddamn quarantine. <laughs> but I just I I don't I'm just so much more in control of my life. Even Yes, in the that's where we we're going. Just mm-hmm. I Yeah. Yeah. So I have I can make decisions that I couldn't make before. Mhm. Like okay. Same here. Yeah. I have things organized. Same. I have lists mm-hmm. and you know, I like I doesn't they're 
there are infinitely more choices too, right? Right. I honestly, and I shared this once in a meeting, I felt like me admitting I was powerless gave me more power Mm -hmm. than saying that I had power. So I think being able to admit that it's you're not capable of something will offer you more opportunity to be able to overcome that that thing if if you can overcome it if it can be overcome yeah so I I feel like it's bam there's more power in admitting you're powerless than admitting you're not powerless yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird little like uh, paradox but it's true it's mm-hmm. absolutely it's that true fucking Jedi alcoholic Jedi mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I I just it's just it's beyond my capabilities you know i mean same here so i think that that and i i i'm powerless over this printer i'm powerless over alcohol (laughs) you know i'm powerless over not having the work that i had a month ago like all of this shit and Mm -hmm. so what do we do we figure out other ways you fucking you know if i can try and write my way out of it if i you know maybe you can fucking draw your way out of it i don't know i mean yep so it never hurts to ask for help it never hurts to ask for help and you know by the way and always <clears throat> that's the biggest thing is asking for help i do want to i want to I, I do have a special thank you as far as people who are helping who have helped <clears throat> and one of our listeners um her name is devon and she reached out after listening to the last podcast, and I was talking about the book that you and I had been working on, that I had been working on for fucking two-plus years now. <clears throat> and I sent mm-hmm. her some sample things, and she has some experience with public publication and stuff like that, and she gave me some awesome notes, and so which, All right. which is great, but... What do notes mean? They mean more work, John. So you got to go back in there. And so mm-hmm. now I'm kind of like digging around in the stuff again and like, okay, redo this and redo that. And let's add this and like, okay. So, you know, stuff like the stuff that I don't want to do, the more technical writing aspect of these things. Like, what is my mission statement? What is your, what is your goal with this? And so all these things that I'm like, oh, my brain hurts. I don't want to fucking do this. The obligation that goes with making the art successful is now at the forefront of my mind where I'm not excited about. Are you all right there? Are you just playing with the fucking turkey neck? <laughs> yeah, I'm deep in thought thinking about so, what you're saying. So, but yeah, no, flipping <laughs> the turkey neck around. And so it's just, I just wanted to say thank you to her and I, I will be in contact again soon. Um, I'm still, I'm just working on all this stuff and it's just, it's just, it was frustrating because now there's there's work to be done, and it should yeah. it shouldn't be frustrating. It's like okay, this is just part of the process, and it's all right. Yeah, it's just like me with drawing. John, work your work your writing art. Work it. Work it. Work the fucking program, work it. bro. You better work. <clears throat> work it out. Thank you, Devin. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the help. So he needed that, and he didn't have to show up at brunch with a shoebox, <laughs> with a wet shoebox. Get your back. That's and fucking Ballard, and you're just like, help me write my book about recovery. I've been drunk for four days. <laughs> Basically, uh, God, the wet, wet shoebox shoe under my arm. <laughs> fucking <laughs> trench coat. Bum a cigarette off of her, you know, like listen. <laughs> Oh man, let's just put it in a binder. Well, we appreciate yeah, it. Though. The so, input's always great. So please ask because I, I know he's going to be hitting me up now, being like, "So you got that artwork? What are we going to do about this artwork?" And mm-hmm. 
I'm going to have to mm -mm. revise, which is fine. Uh, dude, I have nowhere to be. All I got to do is once a week record this podcast mm. and then record a dumb video for Instagram with no shirt. She, which aren't dumb. she said the first email I got back from her was that the artwork was visually stunning. So, oh, nice. So, your 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 work is done, sir. I mean, thanks for letting me off the hook, Devin. If you're listening to this one, let me off the hook. John's got to get his sloppy writing. Exactly, in order. all the notes are on the writing. It's very true. So that's 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 where we're at, and it's like I'm powerless Rad. over that. Over, I'm not powerless. I'm. That's just the way that it is, man. So I got to get back mm -hmm. to work. So I do have the power. I do have control, and I do have autonomy, and I am totally fucking capable of this i just have to get over myself and get over whatever mm -hmm. whiny you know nah. problems i have with you know doing the work you got the power just listen to that song i got the power that snap song mm -mm. i used to wake jerry up when we lived uh, at the the house yeah and i had the snap um i got the power cassette tape i had the maxi single or the cassette single this is back Every when i had a, a stereo you know with the, the little tape deck in it and I would wake up. We'd both. I think when we were younger, we'd wake up earlier, even though we were hungover yeah. or usually sometimes mm -hmm. still drunk. And so that's how I would start the morning is I would turn up that fucking song full volume because I thought so it was loud. Funny. I got the power. <laughs> I don't know what it was like living next to me or living with me, but it was probably just as bad as living with me, man. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good house. Yeah, it's some good times. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at asforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>